ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. That was a money gesture. Reason being, it's because today's guest, well, money is <laughs> one thing he knows about. Today's guest is one half of Money Mountain. He's a pro wrestler. Please give it up for the money mogul himself, Sash. Sash is cash. How you doing today, mate? You're good? Mr. Booker, that was, that was not a bad intro. First of all, I'm doing very, very good. But if you if you don't mind, I mean, I know that you're a podcaster, maybe a journalist, maybe a reporter, but not an announcer. So if you don't mind, may I do my own Yeah, intro? go for it, mate. Yeah, of course you can. Okay. Okay. Wrestling geeks, listen up and pay attention because I am the fastest rising star in British wrestling today, representing Money Mountain, the fastest rising tag team in British wrestling today. I am a double champion holding the House of Pain tag team belts and the CWE tag team belts. I am the money. I am the mogul. I am the A-side and I am the draw. My name is Sash and Sash is cash. Over to you. Thank you. Thank you. I've never had anyone do their own intro for this podcast. So it's always good to have it first. Um, never had the, the money mogul on here. That's why. And this is the thing. This is actually how you talk as well in conversations that have sort of built up to this. So we got here in the end, but um, I know your time is very limited. So thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy not man. No problem. Time is money. I'm getting paid for this, so why not? Absolutely, mate. So I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I'm going to ask, I just want to rewind the clocks a bit, and I want to find out, and I want to discover, because I think the listeners want to know, when is it that you discovered professional wrestling? I discovered pro, pro wrestling... When I was a little kid, when I went to see, uh, see my uncle back in the States, I was about seven, eight years old. And the thing that captured my attention was this big handlebar mustache dosser in a yellow T-shirt, ripping it all up, talking about Hulk Hogan. I thought, that guy's pretty decent. But then two guys came over straight after him, and they really captured my attention. They had big, big red shoulder pads on, spikes everywhere. They were talking about the rushes. They, were t- they had crazy hairstyles, crazy face paint on. Obviously, I'm talking about the Road Warriors Legion of Doom. That's what first got me into wrestling. And then when I moved back to Sweden, we didn't have anything there. So there was a big, big gap. Eventually, when I came to England, I then once again fell into wrestling. I was watching Channel 4 mm-hmm. one late Sunday night. And the show that was on was the iconic, the classic 2000 Royal Rumble what better show to, the, to, the, to capture your attention? And I was seeing what they were doing, and I thought, you know what? I can do this. So just by watching that pay-per-view at a young age, you knew straight away that you could do this? Of course, of course. I was already good at sports. You see, when you're born and raised in, in Sweden, you just naturally have to do a lot of sports. Football, ice hockey, skiing, snowboarding, hockey, everything, gymnastics, all of that. And I was really good at all of that. So seeing what these guys were doing and the added bonus of punching someone in the face that you didn't like, fantastic, amazing. 
that's good. For the listeners out there, they know that I love my football. And because you've just mentioned it, I'm going to let you ask a few questions about it. As you said that you played it, what position did you play in? What did you say again? What you position? Like football. I was I was switching between midfielder and goalkeeper. Did you ever want to go professional with that? Uh, yes, until I discovered wrestling. And I thought this is much better. Because I don't have to rely on 10 other people to actually make us win. I knew exactly what I had to do in pro wrestling. I knew exactly what I had to do to be a winner. This is actually my second stint in pro wrestling. I, I retired 17 years ago, my God. And now I'm back. So this, is, this is what I'm doing. So with your first run, when did you make your wrestling debut? I think it was 2004, 2005, around that time. And I was in wrestling for about four years. And once I beat, once I beat my teacher, my sensei, the heavyweight house of pain, sticks, anyone who knows British wrestling, yeah. anyone who knows British wrestling knows who that guy is. Yeah. My class, my class, people that I came up with, Paul Malin, everyone knows that guy. Joseph Connors, you know that guy. SC Supreme, those people, Keith Meyer, Killer Instinct, all these guys that were that were coming up, some of who are in who are still in pro wrestling today, those were in my class. Those were in my class. Once I beat sticks, I was like, you know what? I did what I wanted to do. I came into pro wrestling. Let's leave on top. That's what I did. But now I'm back. Sticks is a legend of British wrestling. I actually spoke to RJ Singh uh, a couple of months ago, and I spoke to oh, Derek Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh as you just mentioned him, why is he a dosser? I want to know. Not stir. I'm not stirring the pot. <laughs> why is he a dosser? That guy as well. He's part of my whole retiree club, and then coming back. Me and him go way back to. You you name a British legend, and I've been in the ring with them. People ask me where does this this confidence comes from. Some, some people, even some promoters who book me on shows, they call me cocky. Matt Burns, UKWA, we can move on to that one later. There's no cock, cockiness here. I've been in the ring with the absolute very best that British wrestling has to offer. I, I've beaten some, most of them, and I've competed with the rest. So it's not cockiness here, my guy. It's confidence. Confidence because of these people that I trained with, that I've been in the ring with, that I've wrestled with, that I've beaten with. Sticks, actually, I'm still on the people against them. And you mentioned about coming back to wrestling, but I want to find out why you actually retired in the first place. I know you said that you were you beat a lot of household names in the British wrestling scene, but was there a specific reason why you retired and didn't come back for a long time? I retired because back then, if you ask these people, if you ask RJ Singh, for example, what the British wrestling scene was like back in the early 2000s, it was a pile of shit. It was a complete pile of shit. All right? I mean, we were lucky if, if any promoter drew 10 people to, to that crowd. And me, being smart back then, I knew that I'm not going to go through this for all these years, putting my body on the line, risking my health for 10, 15 people, for, for a few pound notes here and there. No, 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 no. I, I, at the time, 
thought that I had peaked when I beat Sticks. And I was like, I'm going to retire on top. I've beat my teacher. He, I've beaten the guy that's told me everything that he knows. So I'll retire. I'm going to go out. I'm going to make my money in the real world. I'm going to do it all. All the stuff that I want to do outside. And if, if I ever get that itch again, if I ever need to scratch that itch and come back to pro wrestling, that's what I'll do. So right now, I've got all this experience, all this intelligence, all this stuff that people have been doing wrong for the last 17 years. I've watched it. I've kept an eye on it. Yeah. I can see where the level of British wrestling is at. I can see what where, where all these dosses are doing wrong. And they've all been, I mean, take RJ Singh, take Sticks, take Paul Maiden. They've got 20 years, 20 years of bumps, bruises, cuts, um, injuries, all. I'm fresh, baby. I'm fresh. I can come in, I can go in there and I can beat the very best and all these young talents that are out there. Like I said, when I came back, when I officially re-debuted, after four months, tag team champion. After five months, tag team champion. Seven months, seven promotions. One of the best, I mean, you could call it rookie years, but it's not a rookie year, but one of the best years in, in British wrestling, especially, especially after lockdown. And who did it? The money mogul cash money himself. Why? Because I've got the smarts. I've got the money. I've got the mouth. I've got the intelligence. That's why. You bide your time and you strike when the iron's hot. That's what I've done. I respect that. I mean, you're a very confident person, not cocky, as you addressed that. Before we talk about your official return to wrestling, as you mentioned, uh, which happened during um, after lockdown, I want to know, what is it that you're doing during your time? So you said that you went to make money. You said that, okay, you were paying attention to the wrestling scene, but you went out, made a name for yourself elsewhere and made that money. What was it that you were doing, if you don't mind me asking? I don't mind you asking at all, mate. That's going to be fun. But if you start to ask me for financial advice, that's when we have to cut this interview short. But I can tell you exactly what I was doing. Okay, first of all, you're looking at a guy with a law degree. You're looking at a guy with a master's in law. That's first of all. You're looking at a guy with 17 properties just in Nottingham itself. You're looking at a guy with thousands of pounds in stocks and shares and bonds. That's who you're, that's who you, who you're looking at. I mean, look where I'm living. Look where I'm living, man. That's, that's what I've I've seen your Instagram. Like, you're living a good life. I can see. I can see it. Ball so hard, baby. I can see it. Um, I know you said, like, you came back, but was there a specific thing in wrestling that lured you back in? Was it RJ Singh? Was it Sticks? Was there a, a wrestler that you want to come back and get revenge on? Or was there just... It was not RJ Singh. RJ <laughs> Singh, no, no. He, he, he does not have any free rental space in my mind, all right? He doesn't have any... Anything like that, my guy. The reason why I came back, I mean, this is going to go into a whole other episode and we can talk about this for hours. The reason why I came back is because of all these ridiculous, dumbass wrestling fans and these stupid, stupid pro wrestlers these days. These guys who are just pandering to the fans. Oh my God, they're doing everything wrong. They're coming out and they're just begging begging for the fans' approval. Hold on, I need to put this down because I, this is getting heated now. I need to put this here. I'm just, just going to put this down here. Hey, I'm giving you the platform. You speak your mind. Listen, I may not, I may not listen, agree with you. The, re but the reason why I've come back, the reason why I've come back is because, like I said, these ridiculous wrestlers who are pandering, these fans nowadays, all right, these fans nowadays 
I, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. Back in the early 2000s, when I was a, when I was a kid, kid and watching wrestling, wrestling fans were, were kind of cool. Like you went to a show, there were some normal guys around. You could talk, you could talk to them, to them as about sports, about parties. You could go and, and meet some, some hot girls. Nowadays, nowadays, it's just a whole bunch of fat receding hairline virgins all around that are just thinking that they've got some sort of power because they're on Twitter writing all these reports. This match is five stars. That match is da 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 blah, blah, blah. No one gives a shit. But who gives a shit? It's the wrestlers that are coming up. They're pandering. They're trying to get their fans' approval instead of doing what needs to be done. And that's business. You get there, you get paid to wrestle, and if you win, then you move on and you get paid some more. How many times... How many times, my guy, have you watched a match and you see that wrestler A could beat wrestler B by doing something, but instead, because the fans are chanting, this is awesome, which was cool at the beginning, TNA, now is <laughs> exactly why, why I get paid to get in there and get out, not to have a 60-minute classic right, that no one cares about. You tell me the last time you watched a 60-minute classic back. Never. You tell me, wow. you tell me what happened in, in Kenny Omega's classic, what was it, 18-star match. Okay? You can't. There was one bit when he got backdrop onto a table. That was pretty cool. The rest of it, who gives a shit? I don't even know who, who won that match. But these wrestlers are trying to get the admiration of these fans and they're doing it all wrong. And I'm watching it from afar thinking, you're all a bunch of, of simple brain dossers. Let the guy come back. I'm going to come back and show everyone how it's done. And mm. that's exactly what I've done. Seven months, seven debuts, two championship belts. And that's just... That's just for promotions that want to do. We're not even talking about recurring bookings. And my progression, along with Galas, along with Money Mountain, have been sky high. Why? Because I don't care about the fans. I, if you, you're there to pay for the ticket, to pay for the show, because it goes in my back pocket, first of all. But I'm not there to pander to you. I'm there to do my job. And, and what happens? What happens? What do you think happens? They boo. And I don't see why. They boo the smart guy. They boo the successful guy. And they cheer the, the idiot who wants to do some sort of flippy stuff and some sort of, some sort of move that would get them a cheer, but it, it will eventually lose him the match because he's dumb. I have noticed that you do receive backlash from the fans. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Uh, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I'm not saying I completely agree with you. But you are someone that has been in the business for a long time. You've been in and out. But you have a mindset that you're there, not necessarily to get a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer or whatever. You're there to get paid. You're there to win matches. You're there to win gold, championships, you name it. So I understand that. But that's not going to be popular with the fans that may be listening to this um, and realise, hold on, this guy isn't about the fans. He's about himself. Exactly. Being a fat virgin isn't popular with me either, but they can do themselves and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Not agreeing with you. I just laugh at anything. So for the listeners, I think this is going to be a sort of a, 
an episode where we're going to get a lot of comments. And these are the comments that have been said from Sash, not me. So I will keep this all. I won't edit anything out. Come at me, bro. Um, I want to ask about your tag team partner. You just mentioned him, uh, George Gallus, uh, Money Mountain. What is it that makes you two a dominating tag team? How did you form this tag team? I mean, first of all, Money Mountain, we are the total package, and I'm not talking about Lex Luthor, all right? I saw Gallas. I saw this huge potential when I was wrestling, not actually wrestling, when I was on holiday in Greece, having a nice time, taking care of my body, drinking, have, having an amazing time, being surrounded by women, all these things that wrestling fans would dream to do. That, that's what I was doing. I saw Gallas there, and I thought, you know what? With our powers combined with our skill set combined, we can be the most dominating tag team in British wrestling today, okay? George, no, sorry, sorry, you're, you're confusing me now. Gallas, even, Gallas. He is, I mean, the man's hungry. The man's angry. All he wants to do is hit you. All he wants to do is punch you. All he wants to do is scream, shout, kick, and spit. That's all he wants to do. And he's a great listener. He's a great listener. So I am navigating him throughout these muddy waters that we call pro wrestling. All the stuff that fans, some of them do see, but some of them don't see. And this guy, this is his rookie year. He hasn't even been wrestling professionally for a year yet. And he's got two, two championship belts. We're in the tournament next month for a third championship belt. If we become three belt a three belt tag team we will make history we'll be the only the only tag team in british wrestling today to hold three tag team belts at the same time his power and his sheer brutality combined with my experience my knowledge my charisma my intensity and my vision that's what's created money mountain that's what made us so successful that's what made us start to to uh, stand apart, I think. I'm sorry, I speak five languages, so sometimes I do stumble on my words. But that's what sets it apart. That's what yeah. sets it apart from all these other DOSA tag teams that are that are just, just out there trying to make a name for this. Like, you can't. You, this, this, this game is about level. Just like everything in life, it's about level. You got some good podcasters, you got some shit podcasters, you got some DOSA wrestlers, you got some great wrestlers. Levels. Everyone's here. Money Mountain's up here. End of. I like to point out I'm in the podcast of the good ones. Hopefully, um, with your tag They're team partner, really well. uh, with your tag team partner, can I assume that he's being paid handsomely? Gallas. Yes. He's can being I paid very, very handsomely. He loves Greek food. <laughs> put it that way. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. I want to ask a few fun questions because I feel like with who you are as a person and I, I do want listeners to, I have to emphasize, this isn't a show. This is who he is. This is how he talks but, you know, in the messages as well, um, which is why I bit thrown off with this interview. But I think it's going to be a good listen and someone who speaks his mind and I'm all for it. If you could pick three guests for a dream dinner party, you can pick wrestling, non-wrestling. It's entirely up to you. Who would you pick? And why? Three dream dinner guests. Three guests. Three dream guests. Hmm. Good question. 
I picked two pack. Nice. He's a goat. He's a goat. He's a goat. I picked Muhammad Ali, another goat. That is a good fucking party. Let's see. Let's let's uh, let's add some. Let's add. Let's add a wrestler. Do you know what? Let's get Hawk in there. Let's get Hawk. I would like to get both of them. I would like to get Hawk and Animal, but I think if both of them came to the party with either Tupac or Muhammad Ali, especially at my house, things would get wrecked. We'll we'll have one, and I'll ensure the whole living room. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to go back to what you said earlier about, in a way, I'm not. I am not calling the wrestlers. I'm just basically quoting what you said about the wrestlers have become dependent on the fans' opinions about what they think and what the rating should be and all that. I want to ask you personally, because I think I'm going to get a good answer. If there's one thing about the wrestling business that you could change right now, what would you change? If I could change something about the, the, the wrestling business, wrestling business, hmm, I would put, I would put a weight limit and sniffer dogs but not sniffer dogs for drugs, sniffer dogs for BO on fans who enter shows. That, that, that's what I would do. If you're over, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're classed as obese, you're not allowed to come. I don't want to look at you. If the dog starts barking, I don't want to smell you. Because I, I have to be there. When, what, what fans don't get is when we're in that ring, Okay, when we're in that ring, the venue is usually quite warm. I mean, especially when you got the lights shining on us and, and they're all screaming and shouting. They're, they're perpetuating this, this smell through their, 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 their sadly worn out wrestling t-shirts. Oh, I like Seth Rollins. Who gives a fucking shit, mate? So when they do that, you get this, you get this cloud of stench that's come through their, their overlapping armpit skin that just comes towards the ring. And it's so utterly disgusting. And we have to then pretend like we're happy and we care about these fans. They make our lives miserable. So I would put a weight limit and I would put some sort of sniffer dog uh, technology thing that would just sort of weed them out. If you smell really bad, you're not allowed to come in. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe some sort of um, shower rule that like, you have to, you have to prove that they get a shower that morning. And you also can't be too fat. The women, or uh, this is the thing as well. If you look, if you go to shows these days, I mean, you look at the women. It, it really, it really doesn't matter where you go, to be honest. But some towns are, are worse than others. Stoke on Trent. But if you go to these, to these places, you are lucky if you see a four in there. You're lucky if you see a four in there. I mean, it's not a good view. It's not a good view. I mean, it's motivation for me when I leave the place and I go to a nightclub, especially with Mr. Adam Bolt and Jackie T and we've got the VIP experience. That's motivation because, oh, thank God we're not there. But, yeah, I just, I don't like ugly, fat, smelly people, man. And they seem to be a lot in wrestling. It just makes me, it just frustrates me. You certainly speak your mind. Um, Does that answer your question? What was your question? I think it was just... If there's one thing about the wrestling business that you could change, what would it be? And yeah, which... yeah, yeah, yeah. No fat, ugly, smelly people. Have you had any fans go for you, by the way? Like, I wouldn't be fucking surprised if you hadn't, but I want to hear if you have. Did they get have it? I had any fans go for you? Hmm. They're fine, go for me. 
that swing for you, punch you, spit, spit at you, whatever, try attack you. They know better. They know. They're all talk. They're all talk. If they want to do something, do something. Get it. Go to a go to a wrestling school. There, there, there's loads. There, there's there's absolutely loads. Go to a wrestling school. Train to be a pro wrestler. Get in the ring and see what happens. I'll beat them like the dogs that they are. That's what I would do. But they're all talk. They won't do anything. Okay. If they do, they just hate the truth. I come out there. And I, I say the truth. As soon as I'm out there during my entrance, I say what I feel. And if they don't like it, I'm sorry. Go home, have a shower. Stop being so fat. Shove our letters down your mom's mouth. Whatever you want to do. It's not my fault that you guys stink. It's not my fault that you guys look so ugly. Moisturize. There's loads of different ways. I don't know. But no, so far, they haven't. They've tried. One woman tried to hit me with a walking stick the other day. Again, not my fault that she had a walking stick. You know, talk to your GP. I don't know what's going on there, but she she nearly had another trip back to the hospital. To put it that way, I can see there's going to probably be more instances. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, hopefully not. The fans should stay as fans and by the ringside and not try and get involved. But appreciate greatness when you see it. That that's all I say. That's all you need to do. You need to understand. They need to understand. I've said this to them before. Different fans, different towns, but they all seem to have the same sort of mental uh, mental capacity ability. That there's not been a comeback this at this level, this great ever. Fifteen years out the ring, sixteen years, and come back and do what I've done. Who's done that? Tyson Fury hasn't done it. Daniel Bryan didn't do it. Edge and Christian didn't do it. Or oh, nine years cook Who gives a shit? They didn't do that. None of them, none of, no one's done that. Even Muhammad Ali didn't do that. And the fans have got the audacity to boo me, to boo cash money. They should be applauding. They should be cheering and chanting my name and respecting what I'm doing for them, for, for professional wrestling, for wrestlers to look back and say, this is how we should do it. This is how we should behave. But they don't, they won't appreciate it till I'm gone. I appreciate it. Don't worry. I understand what you're saying. I would normally ask what been some of your favourite towns to work for, but I don't think I'm going to get a positive answer. I will actually ask instead, what have been some of the worst towns that you've worked for? Uh, some of the worst towns. Does that, yeah, I did actually a video on this. I've got a show on my Instagram, um, slash M87. Uh, it's called Making Money Mountains. That I actually, I'm, I tried to to let the fans ask me questions that I can help make them better. I want to make them uh, just be less like them. Did a fan like ask them. why you shit? Yes, a couple have, have asked that. I didn't uh, really appreciate it. Uh, but again, th there is a video on that. Um, it, it slipped through. Sorry? It slipped through, that specific question. Why are you shit? That's the, I, I don't no, 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 say no, nice. That's a question that I actually did did answer. So if you just go go through my Instagram page, uh, you can see that video on making money mountains. Uh, that that has been addressed, uh, which is which is a very baseless and factless question. Um, but no, to answer your question, some of the worst towns. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a tie, really. I mean, it's a tie between uh, Nottingham, Liverpool, Stoke-on-Trent, Luton, Corby, Coventry, Birmingham, Sheffield. Uh, Manchester was quite bad. 
Glasgow, I just, I just don't want to go back there again. Scotland just banned completely. Wales just should be bombed. I don't like that. Uh, Plymouth, London, Colchester, Essex, Romford, um, Bristol. Yeah, they're all pretty bad. Well, Essex would have made an escape then, but no, not mentioned. That's fine. No, no, no. No, unfortunately. I mean, I thought, you know, I thought Essex would have some some, some good people there. You know, I watched um, Made in Essex, uh, you know, I watched a few episodes with my previous Tinderella and my previous Bumbelina. Uh, I thought, thought they might have some, some decent people in there, but then you go there and you're like, oh, no, wrestling fans, fat virgins. You need them sniffer dogs, didn't you, at the shows? Maybe, maybe. And there is a listener out there, a promoter, can incorporate this. On, on track clause for the next show, actually. But, Good idea. Uh, I, I don't want to qualify for him, I will just put that in my own contract. I don't want to pick on the fans because I love my listeners for who they are. If you stink, you stink. But maybe some links Africa could improve you a little bit. But everyone comes in all shapes and sizes. And if you're happy, you're happy. That's the main thing. But I'm pretty sure you do not agree with that. No, not one bit. So charity is not, you're not a big charity person either. I don't get the charity. I mean, look, look where I live. Look at that. You see that? See that chandelier? That's not charity. Do you consider wrestling fans to be sort of some kind of charity case? I mean, put it this way. They, a lot of wrestling fans can be on a, lot, on a lot of daytime TV adverts. What kind of adverts? I've got to ask. They'll bug me. You know what I'm talking about. You know when Luce Goodman goes on break, you know what, uh, what pops up. Yeah. yeah. For the Americans out there, just Google it. It's, it's fine. Oh, Yeah. I feel bad because listeners are probably just, yeah, you're probably going to get some abuse in the comments and in your DMs. You do keep your DMs open, don't you? That's good. Um, DMs are monitored, not by me, but... If you haven't agreed have- with what Cash has said in today's episode, um, I mean, I let people speak their honest opinions. They can say what they want on this platform. That's fine. Like I said earlier, I don't necessarily agree with him. I don't disagree with him. It's his opinion. This is what he thinks. This is how he is. So if you don't agree, don't send the hate to me. Send the hate to him. His DMs are open. You can comment on his stuff if you don't agree with what he thinks and what he said in this episode. But leave me out of it. But I do have one more question. It's non-wrestling related. And I think because I'm going to get a a fun answer. If you could pick one actor to play you in a movie based on your life, who would you pick? Al Pacino, hands down. You knew straight away. You knew straight away. I like straight that. away. Straight away. I mean, it's not even a. It's not. It's not even a question. We're actually uh, writing a script right now, based on my current life and projecting what the future is going to hold. So, yeah, Al Pacino. Although he might be a little bit too old, I have to go and go and um, and see who would be available. But if not, maybe Christian Bale. I do like Batman. Yeah. Batman's awesome. He is awesome. He's awesome. What, what is next for you in terms of, like, based on wrestling? <sighs> There's a lot of things that are next. There's a lot of things. Um, first of all, Money Mountain have um, made our official declaration of being in the UKWA Tag Team Tournament to crown their inaugural first ever Tag Team Champions. And seeing mm-hmm. as we've already done it for one company... The first time was so nice, we have to do it twice. And if we win that tournament, if, when we win that tournament, 
I say if because there are loads of loads of uh, great tag teams that are going to be part of that tournament. Uh, obviously, anything can happen, but when you're when you're in my position, you know exactly what's going to happen, and that's complete victory. So that's first of all what's uh, what's going to happen on February nineteenth in Crew. So if you are in the area, and obviously, obviously, when you come to the show, because there's only one. Spray yourself with Links Africa. Links Africa. I mean, if you're 14, 15, then yeah, Links Africa will be the staple. If you're a little bit older, try, try to go for some aftershave. I'll throw some free advice here. I'm on code. Just, just, just put that on. I mean, spray it down completely. Pretend like you're Persian, all right? Just put it all over yourself, okay? Not three sprays. I'm talking about 13 sprays, okay? That, that's the normal Persian way, all right? So do that. So that's, that's, that's UKWA. First of all, so we're going to become the only tag team in British wrestling to hold three tag team belts all at the same time. There's a couple of debuts, actually a few more debuts that I can't really speak on right now, contractually obligated not to speak on them. However, however, one place, one place that I've got unfinished business at is Future Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Future Wrestling, we are going back. This is, this is the thing. At Future Wrestling, within two, first of all, I was the reason why Future Wrestling had their record-breaking show back in last September, the, the attendance record, was because of me. And I wasn't even on that show, but I made that happen. And within two matches, within two matches, I was in not only the main event, but a title match, the tag team belts. However, the champions flexed their championship powers, which I actually applaud, well done. They didn't allow management to let me have my own partner. They actually put me in with some dirtbag dots that I've never tagged with ever. We came up short, obviously his fault. So we, there's unfinished business there. However, now that Gallus is part of Future because of me, now that he's part of that roster, that's going to become a target as well. Okay. We also have obviously the the Dosser called Zander Zulu, who's who's got a who's got a shot, his second shot actually at the Future Heavyweight Belt, and that Dosser wants him to defend it against me. I'm not a singles wrestler. I'm not in his weight division at all. I'm not even in his division. But he wants the money mogul cash money sash because I bring the attention, I bring the star power, and I bring that money. Everyone wants that money match. But first, we got UKWA to deal with, becoming a three-time tag team champion. Mm -hmm. Future will come next. And there's a few more. There's a few more places where you will see Money Mountain, but because of contractual obligation, I can't say that. But you're going to get used to this face. You better get used to this face because British wrestling will soon revolve all around Money Mountain. It's going to be all about tag team wrestling. Every, every promotion that's got a tag team division, that's got tag team champions, they're on notice. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they've done. I don't care who they've won. I don't care who they've beat. I don't care who they've lost to. It does not matter. There's levels to this game and Money Mountain are coming in there to be up on that top tier level. Everyone else are down here. It's only a matter of time. I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Hopefully you can return to Essex if it didn't put you off that much. Um, but I know there's going to be big things planned for you oh, yeah. in 2022. I want to thank you for coming on. It's been an interesting show, which I feel uh, some people might have to express how they felt about it in the comments later on. But that's fine for everyone. That they know where they can find me. They know where they can find me. 
There's no point going on Twitter. If you have anything to say, either pay for a ticket, come to a show, say what you have to say, make sure you shower, and then leave. Yeah. Or you can find me on Instagram at slash M87 because I'm not on Twitter. It's full of stressful, stressed out, anxiety-ridden virgins. I don't need any part of that. So you can only find me on Instagram. I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm nowhere, just Instagram. Unless you're an extremely hot woman who's, who's watching this, which I doubt, no offense, it's just wrestling. Then I'm on Tinder, Bumble, and all those dating apps as well. So that's what's happening. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure I have some attractive listeners out there. Don't you worry, listen, ladies. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. If, if there are any single attractive ladies out there, hit my man Sash up. Um, he's uh, a very confident guy. Not cocky, as we addressed earlier. But I want to thank you for coming on today's episode. It's been interesting, but it's been a laugh. I have enjoyed it. I do. I respect your opinions, and I respect that you're not shy, and you say it how it is. That's fair enough. Whether you're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. This year, we're going to see you all over the UK, Money Mountain, going to the top as you're already there. So it's great. There is going to be more episodes of What Do You Call It podcast coming out this week, actually. Uh, Jeremy Prophet will be coming on end of the week, and hopefully I'll be feeling better. I have a cold, don't have COVID, did a test. That's why I've been blowing my nose during this, and I'm sure Sash... Um, thank you for not pointing that out and making a joke about it because I'm pretty sure you want to, but for everyone else that has enjoyed this episode, pardon, you wanted to, for everyone that's enjoyed this episode, thank you. There's going to be more episodes. Watch Call It Podcast coming out soon. Take care. You heard. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. What's up? I'm Izzy James and you can see me on What Do You Call It Podcast. You heard. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com.